Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up, major changes are coming to Walt Disney World. We're going to tell you all the highlights from this past weekend's D23 convention out in Anaheim. Disney and the voice of Kermit the Frog have differing opinions on why he was fired. And the newly minted Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg wants Song of the South re-released. Also, Rhino Clavin is going to be joining us a little later on from Disney California Adventure out in Disneyland. And this has been a crazy weekend, and we are all exhausted, but really happy to be here. All of that coming up next from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 947 for the week of July 18th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Back at the table, finally, after what seemed like, I don't know, 16 years, but I think it was like a month, but I'm back, and I'm so happy. I've been so looking forward to doing the show, Um, because we're all exhausted, and I think everybody would have been fine if I'd said we weren't doing a show, but I could not miss another show, so I'm here for you. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Steve Porter. Hello. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Back in the production. <laughs> You're lying today. You're I am lying. lying today. You're usually telling the truth. Today, you are lying. I was going to wear sunglasses. And back in the production nook, our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Who is the most exhausted person in the room right now after just killing it. I'm shocked we have a show. I really am. I thought I told Kevin, I said, there's no way those guys are going to do a show I today. had to. I had to. I haven't. I, 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 look, you know what? When I miss... A week or two, it's nice. I get a little break. That third week, and I think this is literally, this is like the, it would have been four weeks that I hadn't done a show, and I can't, I'm just not okay with that. And after all, I think if it had been less, if less had come out of D23 this weekend, I probably would have said, all right, look, we've covered it. It's all good. The game changer that took place Saturday at the Parks and Resorts panel is just too much Incredible. to not do a show. There was no way we could not do a show today. So um, I appreciate everybody being here. I know we're all exhausted. and We all had a busy week. Um, but uh, there's uh, so much to talk about. So um, going to get housekeeping out of the way. Um, Want to let uh, remind everybody that we are still looking for video contributors. Um, if you're not familiar with what that is, uh, we have our contributors uh, who write articles for us. Um, they submit articles. If we use them, we pay them $25 uh, for, for use of the article. We're doing the same thing with video contributors. So if uh, you want to do vlogs for us, uh, you'll be able to submit them. If we use them, we'll pay you $25. Uh, you do need to submit some examples of your work with that. So we need to see what you look like, sound like, um, all that good stuff. There are people that are signing up for it that don't have that, 
and we're not going to consider you if we don't if we're not able to see some samples of your work but we'll have links in the show notes page disunplugged.com where you can uh, sign up uh, with links to where you can sign up to become a video contributor for us um, also in terms of both video and written we're looking for more Disneyland contributors people to write for the site um, and do vlogs for us from the parks out in Disneyland so if you're interested in doing that also head over to the show notes page and find links to where you can sign up for that um, also want to talk about the uh, other shows that we produce every week every Monday disunplugged.com and youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel is the dreams unlimited travel podcast with john magi kevin close and tracy heinrichs and what's uh, what's in the pipeline for this week all right this past week actually came out today a little bit late but it was um staying at a disney resort that's under construction tracy stayed at the caribbean beach with the massive construction going on out there and and now we know why oh yeah and um actually kind of funny to watch that show and what she had to go through was quite amusing and then coming up next week this upcoming monday we're going to be doing tips and tricks for dealing with theme parks during the high crowds because it seems like there's high crowds all the time all the time so tune in please all right that's every monday uh also every monday the disneyland edition of the Diz unplugged with host tom bell and his team uh there was no show this past monday because of uh, d23 but coming up next week uh, they're going to focus on the D23 Expo and the new Fantasmic that uh, was officially launched uh, on uh, yesterday, on Monday. But uh, many of the folks that attended the Parks and Resorts panel at D23 were given fast passes to see the soft opening of it on Saturday. Craig Williams uh, was among those. And as he always does, incredibly, inexplicably, after the day he'd had... Uh, this man was in the park that night, filmed that, and had it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, seriously, the man slept Friday night. He slept on a pool raft that he did not fit on. It looked like a napkin <laughs> outside the convention center to make sure that he was in. He had a good place for um, the live action. Uh, panel and um so so he slept on on pavement effectively and then was at eight o'clock was in our booth making sure that everything was set up so we could go out and do our show went and covered live action went and covered uh 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 parks and resorts um then went to disneyland and filmed phantasmic and got the video up I just want you to know I'm not this dedicated. <laughs> and <laughs> you ain't sleeping on that. And, and I'm going to tell you something. He 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 looked refreshed. He looked like he didn't look like he just slept on on the. Pa- this I, is I, also you know 25 year age difference. We'll do that. <laughs> Maybe for you. There's <laughs> only about five or six years between okay. Craig and I. Are you um, counting the even years? <laughs> really. <laughs> But no, I, I, I just got to say, everybody, my entire team, you guys, you guys did me so, so, so incredibly proud. Um, you know, Craig, obviously, Rhino, uh, Tom, Jackie, Steve, Corey, uh, Michael Bowling, Will, Will Perry, 
uh, Charles Boda, who was who, who was who draw the short straw and was back here. Uh, making sure we had somebody on the ground back here covering uh, everything that was coming out. Everybody worked together as such a great team, and the the sheer tonnage of content that was uh, produced this past week was like nothing I've seen in the 20 years that I have been doing this. So proud of you guys. You guys did an awesome, awesome job. Thank you. Uh, except you, Steve. You really you were okay. Slacker. <laughs> um, but okay, so also... Uh, Every Wednesday, the best and worst of Walt Disney World with myself and Mr. Steve Porter. And which one is going up this Wednesday, Craig? Have we decided? Uh, You tell me and I'll put it up. I don't remember. (laughs) I I don't remember either, honestly. It's just been a blur. So it'll be a surprise to all of us. (laughs) Surprise. It'll be a surprise to all of us this Wednesday. Disunplugged.com. Check out the best and worst of Walt Disney World. Uh, Of course, every Thursday, uh, the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged with Craig and Rhino, and uh, any idea what you're doing? It's already done. We had to record oh, that's it right. last you're, week. You're pre-recorded. I can't for the life of me think what it's about, though. Bless his heart. It's okay. You're good. You're good. Normally, I'd be like, come on. But after this weekend, you're okay. So, another surprise. We don't know. We have no idea. What yeah, shows the Dream Show is going to be a surprise, too. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling left out. <laughs> Kind of already told them, oh, and I, I have no idea what Rhino is doing for Diz Pop on Friday. Um, I'm sure he'll do something, but we'll have people at the show live tweeting from it. How yeah. about that? We'll do, <laughs> that's what, we'll do. what we do know uh, this Friday, connecting with Walt, with uh, Michael Bowling and Craig Williams, uh, that episode will be going up this Friday, and uh, in this episode, Craig and Michael talk with Disney legend Bob Gurr on his career and working with Walt Disney and uh, some uh, some interesting uh, like really amazing things that Bob Gurr said um, first of all he's a huge fan of ours and of connecting with Walt there is a picture of him uh, that I think Michael tweeted out yeah it was great of him on the carousel in Griffith Park the same carousel that you know ultimately inspired Walt Disney to create Disneyland and there's Bob Gar on the carousel wearing a Connecting with Walt shirt. Wow. And he was talking to Michael about the logo that Will Perry created uh, for Connecting with Walt and some of the elements in it and how, like, the bottom part of the uh, the logo actually, like, kind of looks like a smile if you look at it. And he goes, those are the sorts of details that Walt would have loved. That's one of our top-selling shirts, by the way. The Connecting with Walt yep. shirt. In every color. But to get that get that compliment yeah, from somebody great, who yeah. worked with Walt Disney, a Disney yeah. legend. Absolutely. To say that Walt would have loved that. You know, that uh, that sent Will over the moon. Mm-hmm. That sent Will over the moon. So that was really cool. So that episode of Connecting with Walt, you do not want to miss. Uh, they talk with Disney legend Bob Gerd this Friday, disunplugged.com. So that is it for me in housekeeping. Do we have other housekeepings? I would like to say thank you to the folks who traveled with us recently. We've got another successful backstage magic under our trip, under our trip, under our belt. And thank you for participating. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. We will do a dream show on it eventually. I want to just send our condolences to one of our agents. Sam Byrne lost her dad this week. Oh, she's in our thoughts. And while we're sending out good thoughts and prayers, uh, let's send them out to Carol Bowling, who's in the hospital. Um, no. Yeah, she had some issues out in California. Oh, sure. uh, they are sending her up to uh, 
uh, I think she's getting released today, and they're taking her back up to uh, Northern California, and uh, she's probably going to have to have her gallbladder. Oh my gosh! So um, we just saw her the other day. Yeah, we saw her. There. We're thinking about you, Carol. So, all right. Anything else for housekeeping? Anything? All right, then let's get going with the news. This is going to be a long news uh, news day. Big news stories. All right, we're going to start off with Disney and Steve Whitmire expressed differing views over Kermit termination. Last week, it was revealed that longtime Muppeteer, Muppeteer and voice of Kermit the Frog for the past 27 years, Steve Whitmire, had been let go by Disney. Now, uh, days after the vague statements, now, days after vague statements by Whitmire on social media, uh, we have some clarification on both sides of the story. Disney has stated that the reason for Whitmere's termination was his, quote, unacceptable business conduct, unquote. A spokesperson for the Muppet Studio gave this statement regarding their interpretation of the events. The role of Kermit the Frog is an iconic one that is beloved by fans, and we take our responsibility to project the integrity of that character very seriously. We raise concern about Steve's repeated unacceptable business conduct over a period of many years, and he consistently failed to address the feedback. The, the, the decision to part ways was difficult, one which was made in consultation with the Henson family and has their full support. The Hollywood Reporter wrote that a source close to the Muppet Studio described to them Whitmere's conduct issues. Quote, a source close to the studio told them that Whitmere's communication style was overly hostile and unproductive, and his way of negotiating delayed productions. His persistent, unprofessional behavior over a number of, e- number of years ultimately led to the decision, the source said. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter also uh, interviewed Whitmere himself, who gave a significantly different ex- explanation of the firing. He claims that he was given two reasons for being let go. Unwanted notes on ABC's Muppets reboot and a union disagreement. Um, the story goes on and on with the back and forth and the back and forth, but basically he is saying that He's being terminated because they didn't like the way he presented his thoughts and ideas to management. Um, they're saying it's because of a long-standing. Can, can we do that? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> long-standing <laughs> disagreements. Um, Disney's saying it's long-standing disagreements the way he held himself. Um, but I had something I was going to say as a point, and I forgot what I was going to well, say as a point. Of the, as what? A what what's extraordinary about this to me, and you know, over and above the fact that the man who has voiced Kermit the Frog for twenty seven years was fired, um, is that Disney is like commenting firing back. Yeah. I mean, they're not just commenting on it; they're firing back yeah. because when he went public and started saying, you know, this was unfair and this, you know, normally Disney just will release some kind of vague corporate speak statement that's not what this is disney is firing back at him i think disney and the muppets had that debacle with um elmo elmo and i think they are were a little singed by that what i so, think what i think is interesting though is I, what i meant to end that story with was the fact that this the steve whitmire is saying i didn't know there was a problem He's kind of coming back and saying, I didn't realize this was as big as it was. And he's saying, how come they didn't give him another chance to sort of correct his behavior and come back to work? It was also, I was reading in the New York Times this morning, that this decision had the full support of the Henson family. Even though they're not attached to the Muppets anymore, um, 
you know, one of the things they said, uh, I think it was uh, Jim Henson's daughter uh, had said that he, Whitmire played a very dangerous game of brinks, brinksmanship when it came to his contract negotiations, yeah. that he was kind of really, really aggressive with it. And that um, he was very, very, very difficult to work with. Um, so the Henson family is has weighed in on this now and is saying because I mean he has this guy has a great story. The way you know how he got the job he wrote to Jim Henson. Well, he wrote to Jim Henson when he was like ten years old. Yeah. But after he got out of after he got out of college, he actually ran into Jim Henson's wife in an airport. And auditioned for her in the airport, and as a result of that, he got the job as wow. w- working for the Henson Company. So he was like 19 years old or 20 he years old or something 19, like that. Yeah. And so this has been his life's work. And I kind of understand, you know, you know, I, I don't know, I, I understand how he's feeling right now in a way that his life's work is over, and you know, what is he going to do? Um, but that uh, Disney is firing back like this—that's that's extraordinary. Yeah, it's it's hard to really uh, understand truly what those guys are going through too, because like he had to come over and take uh, take um, Kermit over when Jim Henson died, but he also created um, like Rizzo the Rat, who is one of his his uh, biggest contributions to the Muppets, and so uh, he's been. And when Jim Henson died. He had to continue the legacy of Kermit, but he also had to make it his own a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. And so they are very proud of the characters they do. Like, Sure. There's um, a sense of ownership it, in Exactly. That. Thank you. I don't – brain's okay. not working. I'm here for you. I'm, the, other thing, the other thing I read, which was interesting, is Disney is claiming that – and the Hensons are claiming that he never participated in the process to train people to re- – not replace him, but take over for the quote-unquote minor things that right. these – Muppets would do so. There were things like they might go to a super uh, supermarket opening and cut the ribbon. He would refuse to do those, but he also refused to train somebody mm. who could do that yeah. for him. Wow. So they thought that that was not you know being sort of a corporate player in the. So I, very I feel, interesting. I feel like it must have been really bad because from Disney's perspective, they're not going to fire someone like this for the publicity of it unless. It's in a situation where they're like, we have to do what we have to do now because it's gotten to this point. Because I feel like initially, if they didn't have any good reason, firing Kermit for the sake of firing Kermit would have created a huge uh, kickback on Disney. So I I think that's why they had to release the statement. I think it was due to guest demand. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, let's move on. All right, moving on to our next news story. New Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg wants controversial film Song of the South released. This past weekend at the D23 Expo in Anaheim, California, Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg was named a Disney legend. Since then, she has used her new Disney legend status to talk about the racially insensitive 1946 Disney film Song of the South. Whoopi Goldberg wants the film to be re-released because she wants the American public have discussions about the film's insensitivities rather than cover up the history of those racially biased perspectives. The film was originally taken out of circulation following its 1986 re-release. The film is set after the American Civil War and combines live action with animation. Zippity Doodah, one of the musical numbers in the film, remains as one of the most iconic Disney songs even after the film was taken out of circulation. 
In an interview with Yahoo Movies, Goldberg said, quote, I'm trying to find a way to get people to start having conversations about bringing Song of the South back so we can talk about what it was and where it came from and why it came out. This isn't Whoopi Goldberg's first time advocating for the re-release of racially insensitive animation. In fact, before the beginning of some Looney Tunes DVDs, Goldberg is featured introducing the animation by saying, quote, Some of the cartoons here reflect some of the prejudices that were commonplace in American society, especially when it came to the, tr- the treatment of racial and ethnic minorities. These jokes were wrong then, and they are wrong today, but removing these inexcusable images and jokes would be the same as saying they never existed. So they are presented here to accurately reflect a way of our, a part of our history that cannot and should not be ignored. I've said for years, this movie should be re-released. And you know, I, I agree um, to a point. Um, I don't know that I have really strong feelings on it one way or the other. Um, I think you know her opinion is well taken. I think her motives behind her opinion are are are, are good. Um, I, my larger issue here has nothing to do with this movie. It has to do with Whoopi Goldberg being a Disney legend in the first place. Um, yeah, she's done some things with Disney. Great. For me, Disney legend status. And I talked about this from the, when we were doing one of the shows at the convention. Um, Disney legend status. Marty Sklar, Tony Baxter, you know, uh, Bob Gurr, legendary Imagineers, people whose life work was the creation of entertainment, whether it be in theme parks, films, uh, you name it, wherever, uh, that built the Disney company, made the Disney company what it is today and what it is starting to I don't want to use the word devolve because I think that's a strong word. But what it's starting to become, I think, now is who's going to get us the most attention. So, oh, wow, you once went to a Disney theme park and you're really famous. You're a Disney legend. Um, you know, how long before Britney Spears? Because she was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, I, you know, it. I don't understand what the what the criteria is. And that could be said for Jodie Benson. She's a Disney legend. Yeah, but she is the voice of the voice of the take it apart. You voice, know, yeah. you know, you know, the voice of the Little Mermaid, right? Um, which, and other Disney characters. I'm not suggesting that I don't think Jodie Benson should be a net legend. I, I think what I'm just saying is you could then take apart everybody I, else, and then you start weighing th- their contribution. I think Whoopi's main thing here probably is her connection with ABC and The View. And uh, I mean, she was also in, you know, she had a, right. a she had a voice part in The Lion King, and, right, right, and she's right, done right. some other things. Um, so but I, I don't, you know. So, do you feel the same way about Oprah? Should Oprah not be a legend? Of course, she should not be a legend. Wow. Okay. Absolutely I, not. I 100 percent agree. I think when you, if you're going to be a Disney legend, if someone says your name and the first thing that they don't think about is Disney, then well, I, I can't I, think of Oprah's connection to Disney. What is it? Well, I mean, her show was on ABC. ABC That's yeah. it. Um, and but they were quoting like some odd movie she you know some odd movies she's done for Touchstone or or, or or Disney. Look, I love Oprah. I think Oprah's amazing. She's not a Disney legend. She's not a Disney legend. I think your point, Steve, is 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 well taken. If the first thing you think of is not Disney when you hear somebody's name, you know, Jody Benson, Little Mermaid. Yeah. You know that okay and iconic film. Mm-hmm. Iconic score, 
Uh, Alan Menken, Howard Ashman, absolutely Disney legends, no question. Um, you know, they they I, I think Elton John could be questioned as a Disney legend. He got yeah. it for The Lion King, but nobody really. You hear Elton John, you don't automatically think Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there. I, I don't know what the standard is because, you know, you go into Legends Plaza at the Hollywood, uh, at the, the studios in Burbank, which is you get to visit when you do the backstage, ma- the Adventures by Disney backstage magic. And, you know, you're walking around and you're looking at, you know, true, I mean, people that built the company, mm-hmm. built the company. And not just at- voiced a. You know, uh, a character. I mean, because Oprah did voice um, in Hyena Number Princess. One. Uh, yeah, Oprah did voice. Uh, <laughs> he forgot to talk. I think Tiana's mom or something in in the yeah. movie, right? And she's working on something else. Oh, but there are you know right. there are a ton of people that uh, voice these characters. And I guess I, th- I never gave it that much thought. I just thought, oh yeah, they're a legend. Disney just they decided to give them a legend. I didn't. Think I think. I, I I think there are. Many, many people currently working for the company and that have previously worked for the company whose names may not be well known outside the Uber fan circles um, that were extraordinary contributors to Disney whose names should be put forward and recognized as Disney legends. I can't give you any examples off the top of my head, but I'm certain that they're out there. And I just I don't know when. I don't. I just don't know what Disney. You know what qualifies you as a Disney legend anymore? Because, like I said, you know, on one hand you have the Bob Gurr, Marty Sklar, Tony Baxter, then you have Oprah and Whoopi Goldberg. On I the other, maybe, I, it's like okay. I, I think maybe you touched on it a little bit. Maybe it's kind of like we want to recognize these people, but let's throw in this big name so that it gets press coverage. Right. Last the two. Two years ago, it was Johnny Depp. Right. You know, so it's they, they want to bring the, those big names out there. because yeah, but I don't there, think, there were, there were But even Johnny Depp, I can almost go with that because he is now so closely associated. He's in, he's with, in the parks. I mean, he's, uh, he's Jack a... Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah. With Jack yeah. Sparrow. And it's like you hear Johnny Depp, you, yeah, you think Jack Sparrow about, yeah. you know, anything yeah. else. So I can almost... Yeah, that, that, if that. you have your own animatronic, I mean, that's, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's, but every year, yeah, you have to bring somebody like that out. Um, it, last two two years, I keep saying last year. Um, it was Johnny Depp and uh, George Lucas, right? Uh, okay, yeah, but so I just want to weigh in on the Whoopi thing. I think depending on what generation you grew up with, though, with her, I know her from Sister Act. Like that's that's the first thing I relate her to. Uh, that was a Touchstone Pictures movie. A big hit that spawned the sequel. So in that realm, yeah, she was known for that. She was um, in one of the awful Disney California Adventure rides. Um, she was a part of that way back when. I think it was the Superstar Limo. So she's even been a character in Disney parks before too. So. I kind of agree with what all of you are saying. I understand the Tony Baxter's, the Marty Scars, the Bob Gers. Those are people who are. That's a generation. Mm-hmm. There's a new generation coming. There is. There's only so many of those people left that you can honor. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not being snide or snarky. But there are new people who are building the company. And, and I think Whoopi Goldberg has offered a lot to this to Disney. I, I just think that there are a lot of, unsu- I'll guarantee you, there are a lot of Imagineers. There are a lot of people that are having extraordinary influence over where things are going, and especially as we get to our, our next story, which I actually think we're going to go to Rhino 
Craig, just to give you a heads up before okay. we go to, because this is going to be a long conversation. I want to go to Rhino next. Before um, we do that, can we go back to Song of the South for one minute? Sure. Song of the South has been the worst kept, the worst hidden secret for a very long time. If you've wanted to see Song of the South, there's a way to do it. There are bootleg copies. Oh, you yeah. can go online. You can find Song of the South. It's not a Disney release. It's not in a nice, pretty clamshell. But you could see Song of the South. Song of the South, besides being racist, the worst thing about Song of the South is it's not very good. That's a terrible movie. It's a terrible movie. But you should see it. Um, it is I historically think, I think they should re-release important, it in, I think. in 3D, is what I think it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have Uncle Remus in 3D. IMAX. Lecture in them, IMAX. Lecture in them kids. <laughs> It's just, first of all, I don't think most people would sit through it. It's not a good movie. It's really a bad use of the mixed media of live action and animation. It's just not really well done. But they built a Disney ride out of it. Right. Yeah. I love the ride. I've never seen the, the movie. It's, it's out there if you want to see it. It's just not, it's not worth it as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I just, you know, like I said, Song of the South, I, I really... I, I, I get why people are offended by it and why they don't want it re-released. I'm fine with that. If they re-release it, I'm fine with that, too. It really doesn't affect me one way or the other. But um, the Disney Legend thing, I don't know. That affects you? That has you more worked it does. up than the whole that, It thing. does. It, you know, it, it's not that it bothers me. It's just I... I, I just don't know what constitutes a Disney Legend. Would you have slept outside on the sidewalk if it was not a name you recognized? Pete, what have I? I don't think anybody did sleep on the sidewalk for the legend ceremony. No, that that wasn't really my point. You know what I'm saying? Would anybody be hard pressed to go to it if they were if it was an industry recognition? I think people are probably not. Probably not. But I don't think that doesn't. That's why they have the daytime Emmys, right? But I think it's interesting. Is I I would like to know what Disney's criteria is for picking a legend, and that's what I'm saying. I don't understand what the criteria is. I never thought it was that way. So you got me thinking. All right. Before we move on to uh, discussing D23 and the sheer tonnage of things that came out of it, um, I have uh, in my line of sight now the giant head of Rhino Clavin uh, outside the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout attraction at Disney California Adventure. Let's switch over to you, Rhino. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing wonderful. I'm in Disneyland. How can you not be doing great here? Hey, Rhino. It's not morning here. How's the weather? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a little warm. It's a little toasty. I got a little bit of that, uh, that under boob sweat going, but it's cool. I wore two shirts today to help with that. Well, I, I now have a visual that I really didn't need. Um, I just met Spider-Man. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, Carl like, Spider-Man? I like Mr. Spider-Man. He's a really good guy. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, Walter Spiderman. I met him. Uh, that's good. That's so, awesome. so, so what is it you're doing? Dork. What are you here to talk to me about? Well, today, I, the, uh, Tom has left. I'm, I'm kind of by myself and just going around meeting. There's a ton of listeners out here. I, I am telling you, it was I. it's never happened to me, but like a line formed yesterday <laughs> at Disneyland Park. And it's just, I, I just ran into like somebody I used to work with at Lights, Motors, Action. I just ran into my friend Jill, who I completely forgot was even coming to Disneyland. She's in the same hotel as me on the floor above me. And then, um, so I'm here. I was here just to roam around, get some videos and stuff, but you can't come to Disney's California Adventure and not immediately get a fast pass for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So I've done that, and I'll be doing that later today. Now, and you've done it uh, You've done it before. You did it uh, I, yeah, this past week. I, I ran, uh, ran down the sidewalk Thursday morning to get here and do it before we have our meeting. 
and then ran back to the meeting. And it was, I, I was not a fan of Tower of Terror. I don't like it. I don't like that drop feeling. I, I, I've never done the one here, though, so I'm not going to speak to this one. But I think this attraction is amazing. I love it. I love all the Easter eggs inside of it. I love the way it, the story's told. I, I love the whole thing. And you know, and it's funny because for all the complaints that came about when they announced they were doing this, I've heard nothing but high praise for this attraction. People are saying it is yeah. incredible. I didn't get a chance to do it while I was out there, but yeah. um, I'm hearing yeah, it, great things it, about it. It's, I'm telling you, like, because I've never been in this one before, I'm not sure. You know, I, I know it's a repurposed building and stuff, but there is just so much in there. There's so many props from movies. There's Easter eggs in there. Like, yeah, there's a big photo, a big, like, uh, painting in there of um, the collector with uh, Jeff Goldblum's character from the new Thor movie, which was kind of cool. So you're like, okay, well, they're kind of related to each other, I guess. And. It's the Rocket Raccoon animatronic in here Incredible. is just the best thing I've ever seen ever. So, yeah, I'm excited. So, what's uh, what's your plan for the rest of the day? Um, well, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of riding the high of uh, Fantasmic. I do have a fun little story to tell you about that. So, we saw the new Fantasmic last night, and then um, with our, our media invite, we had an interview to do. Um, but when by the time they came to get us to go upstairs, the the media preview was in the Dream Suite. So, I'm already like, you know. I'm gonna pass out and uh the second showing of phantasmic starts and like oh sorry we can't film now because it's too loud you guys just want to watch it from up here wow that's pretty cool so i recorded it from up there i i, I started a little late but now we have this like awesome like three or four camera shoot that we all orchestrated so i i'm just gonna say you gotta stay tuned because we're gonna have a pretty awesome video of phantasmic in the end of this not that we don't already have an awesome one that craig did on that preview night Nice save. Super excited. Yeah. So tonight, <laughs> nice it's the summer of heroes. There's a lot of themed, um, like uh, food and events happening around the park. A lot of pop up characters. So I'm going to check all that out. Be tweeting that out. Doing some videos and everything like that. Awesome. Well, all right. Yeah. Go back and enjoy uh, enjoy the remaining time you have in Disneyland because like, you come home tomorrow night, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Unless I accidentally break my leg and I have to stay here forever. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be well, back tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, oh, they have cast and doctors there. You know, really? You won't have to stay there forever. <laughs> oh, he'd love that, though. He'd love that. Yeah, I wouldn't complain. So. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the rest of your day, honey. We'll see you, uh, see you Thursday. All right. See you guys. All righty. Bye. I did not write it, but we had, a, we had actually two opportunities during Backstage Magic, and I actually walked the queue. And got out at the last minute. That queue is incredible. Yeah, it's it's that animatronic. Heard. Do you do the one here, or you just don't like the drops? I've done the one here, and I've done Tower out there. I just I had heard stories about how this one was, and it sounded like it might have been a little bit too intense okay. for me. It's my understanding because I didn't do it. Huh, I know you're shocked. Shocked. Right? But they tell me, you know, remember how there used to be like that sort of preamble where you went up and the thing moved forward, and there was all that pre before the drop started. It's my understanding that. Without any warning, this just starts going up and down. So at 9 a.m. in the morning, I didn't want to be sort of jostled around for the rest of the day. So, but yeah, I have a problem with the theming of it. It doesn't really fit into California Adventure for me. Well, that might change soon. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. They're going to make it fit. But still, <laughs> it's weird. I have okay. a problem with how ugly the outside is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, a couple of pipes doesn't make it look like anything other than Tower of Terror with pipes. All right. Let's uh, 
let's get to the meat and potatoes here. Uh, let's talk about D23 this past weekend. Um, we're not going to spend any time on animation, live action, any more legend stories. We got to talk about parks and resorts right. because that's where everything. That's where that, that's where the money was, uh, mm-hmm. literally. So go ahead, John. All right, I'm not going to read read the preamble. Do but we want to just talk about these? Yeah. So there's a ton of new announcements. Let's go mm-hmm. through them. Um, parks and resorts. I don't know about you, but I was every ten minutes I was blown away by what was coming through on the feed. Yeah. And what you guys were posting. So we'll go through park by park. We'll start at Hollywood Studios. One of the big, big ones, but not the big one. I don't think, in my in my opinion, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is the name for the new land. And you know Samsung's going to have to sponsor this, right? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which it, I'm not thrilled with that name, but who, who cares? Is it going to be an Android land? <laughs> uh, opening in 2019, um, you're going to be able to meet BB-8, well, Chewbacca, gonna, Rex, Kylo Ren. 2019 in Disneyland. Right. It will be uh, 2020 uh, here, right? Uh, no release no, date here. No, but. really. I still think they. He said uh, Disneyland's will open first, but I that still think. Yeah. I yeah. It says 2019 at Disney Hollywood Studios. Okay, that's what the story says. But all right. Uh, I thought it was 2019 out there, but I think right. yeah. it just says after the opening of Disneyland, so that they will be first. Um, by a week, probably. Right. Uh, the bottle looked incredible. I didn't get a close-up shot. Of course, I saw uh, what you guys filmed of it, but it looked an unbelievable. Unbelievable. That model by itself was unbelievable. We well, missed the model at Imagineering by a week. Yeah. 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 Mm. But what, yeah. Just so many at, details in The that details model. were incredible. I kept going back and taking more time. Um, but yeah, I... I so yeah, giving it giving it its name finally, Galaxy's Edge, and a, 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 a genuine idea of when it's going to open. Um, that they've done this in four years effectively is stunning. It's stunning. Um, you know, you go back. We were saying seven, eight, maybe, based on how they you know eighteen months to build a parking garage. Um, so the 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 theme here of all of these announcements is Disney has, especially where world is concerned, they've stepped up. They have stepped up. They have, you know, we keep talking about market share being lost to universal. Um, This is Disney's finally full response to that. In my opinion, I also think Disney, someone at Disney has finally gotten smart and said, listen, because of the internet, this stuff is going to leak. And people are going to have rumors. Mm-hmm. Let's get in front of it. And let's tell them this is coming. And this is about the time frame when you can see it. Because now people are excited about it. Rather than, oh, I saw something online. And I saw a permit was filed. Now you know what's out there. And they, I've been with the disc close to 16 years. And I've never seen so many stories so come out with breaking in front of it. I mean, it was just breaking, well, breaking, also, breaking. Also, Saturday, Saturday now holds the record for the most traffic ever on the disc in one day. Um, by a by a pretty wide margin, but let's. I don't want to get into that stuff. Uh, I really want to talk about this. Uh, the other story coming out of Hollywood Studios: Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in this game-changing attraction. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will feature an original story that will take guests on a journey inside the world of Disney Channel's Emmy Award-winning Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts using an incredible new, incredible dimensional display. 
Uh, it's going to be located inside the Chinese theater. So bye-bye, great movie ride, uh, which will close August 13th, 2017. Um, I saw one of the things that they talked about was that it's not, you're not going to need 3D glasses, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. For yep. those of us who don't do well with 3D, right. that's fantastic. It's um, long overdue. I know some people are upset the great movie ride is going away. God help me, they need to bulldoze that attraction. I'm you know, sorry. They never updated it. And that, yeah, that was my issue my... with it because they right. never updated it. And had they updated it, I'd be excited about that. But, right. you know, it's just. It, it this excites me. I have made it very clear that I'm not a Star Wars fan. And it seems like lately the only news has been Star Wars stuff. This to me seems like classic Disney stuff. And that's what made me fall in, the, in love with the parks. Did, Star Wars wasn't even around when I fell in this love with the parks. This does feel classic this Disney. This feels classic Disney and appeals to those of us that are not. Well, as, but, but also, as, as has been pointed out, um, when this attraction goes down, um, A, it will leave only four attractions open mm-hmm. in Hollywood Studios. But also, this is the last of the original attractions that opened mm-hmm. with Disney MGM Studios back in, what was it, 89. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the last of them, so it was time for this to happen, though. Um, the reason they're having to do it, quite simply, is uh, their contract with Turner Classic, Turner Classic Movies expired. And with that, so has their rights to use many of the films that are depicted in the attraction. So they're going to do something anyway, and I think they've just decided to go in an entirely different direction with it. And uh, I'm excited about it, especially this, you know, this new technology. Um, well, what, I'm sorry, go ahead. What excited me about it is they think they had mentioned that they're going to create an original song for the attraction, which I would kind of felt like I was worried that it was just going to throw in some random Disney song or whatever. It was going to be the great movie ride car and you're just going to go past Mickey cartoons? Right, yeah. So this seems like they're really redoing the inside, having an original theme, original song, and so that's what makes me I want to say one more thing, too. For those of you who get upset that a ride is closing or an attraction is closing, go to that freaking ride and attraction and show them it's popular. Right. The problem is, is no one rides a great movie ride anymore because there's other stuff you want to do there. I've well, never yeah. taken my kids on it. They don't. They've never seen these movies. Um, well, I, that's another of, thing. There are a lot of us out there who are old movie buffs, but those movies are old. Right. There's generations that Alien, have not. They, they've never seen Alien, but they, they will enjoy this attraction. You know, fingers crossed. Not singing in the rain. Yeah. So the other thing that's coming to uh, Hollywood Studios this blew me away. Toy Story Land opening summer of 2018. That blew me away. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. And. That they will have this ready to go three years after the announcement is stunning. Absolutely stunning. The Toy Story Land will open three years after they announced it. Um, again, kind of going back to the, what we were talking about when these announcements first came out. Oh, Star Wars, Toy Story Land, sounds great. Are we going to see it before I'm on Social Security? Um, and the answer is, yeah. Yeah, we are. A lot faster than we ever imagined they would get this done. Now, some of what we're hearing, though, is great. They're getting it done in three years. How good is it going to be? If they're getting it done that quickly, are they cutting corners? Are they, you know, is, are we going to have a lot of off-the-shelf type attractions? Or, you know, what what's it really going to be? Well, I, I think that's it. Like, the Slinky Dog Coaster is definitely something, but it's 
I mean, it's still just an outdoor coaster uh, when it comes meters. down to it. And it's like the Barnstormer. Exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, but a bigger, amped up version of it. And then the Green Aliens one is just going to be Mater's with the Green Aliens. So it's not anything that's like truly, truly unique. So they will be new to, to Walt Disney World. But I, I just don't think there's a lot going into the land that's requiring a I, lot I, of. I, I did hear, though, time. that that ride's going to have. Um, a really cool theming with the aliens and the claws going to select you and all this stuff. So maybe they'll they'll amp it up that way. So sort of the detail of the ride. That's the other side of this. Yeah, these announcements are great and the timing has been fantastic. What's it going to be like when it actually opens? Um, at this point, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm really happy to hear that we only have really another year to wait before more of Hollywood Studios starts starts coming online. Well, and this next year is going to be rough because Great Movie Ride is going to close to in prepping for uh, the Mickey Mouse ride. So how many attractions are left? Like four? Four. Well, look at what they did with Cars Land. Cars Land has the uh, Radiator Springs Racers, which is basically Test Track, um, and that Tomaters. But everybody loves Cars Land because it's immersive. Right. So that's a very good possibility. I agree. I think your point's well taken, and I agree. So. All right. Moving on to Epcot. Let's go over uh, Epcot. Uh, Epcot's going to celebrate its 35th anniversary, and there's some big changes coming there. Uh, there's going to be a Gardens, Guardians of the Galaxy e-ticket attraction. This is going to go where Ellen's Energy Adventure is at the moment. That's going to close again August 13th. I bet no one's chaining themselves to that. You ride. don't think so? <laughs> the new attraction will be opened by the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort in 2021. Um, I did not see. Did they tell you specifically what this ride was going to be? No. No, they did not release specifics. The fact that they are going to take four years to do it tells me that they are going to level that building and they are building something completely new. I think they're just the interior because the the, the concept art the shows concept the building looks still exactly there. the same. Well, this thing is the interior is a giant box. Then yeah. it's going to be then it's going to have to be something completely different from what it is now. You're not going to be using the same uh, ride technology. You're not not if it's going to take you four years. Um, now, when you consider, you know, look, you know, they use the same technology at uh, Tower of Terror out in California. It did not take them four years to do that. So whatever they're doing here, it's going to be expansive. It's going to be extensive if it's going to take this long. Now, they're saying it will open by the uh, by 2021. Um, doesn't mean in 2021. It could be before that. But uh, the fact that it's not a 12 to 18 month turnaround tells me that they are doing they're doing something very very extensive and what i think is really cool is watching i forget who the imaginer was talking about this said that one of the reasons why this can fit in epcot is because they found a picture of the kid from guardians of the galaxy oh yeah <laughs> with, he yeah. visited epcot as a kid i think that's fantastic yeah i think that's great storytelling that's disney story i am sad that one of my favorite nap places is going away <laughs> well you know one of the things that you know we've heard and Poor Ellen. that it was kind of going around the convention was that you know they're getting too far away from walt's vision when we go through all these announcements at epcot they're going too far away from walt's vision and i'm going to say I, I said it over the weekend, I'll say it now. It's heresy. I know. Maybe, maybe, maybe in this instance, it's a good idea to move away from Walt's vision. 
Walt's vision was better and moving forward. Well, his vision particularly for Epcot, though, was World's Fair. It was a, supposed to be like a. It was well, a, a no, take it, on. It was supposed to be a community. Well, That's why I, it is a community. And then when he died, they lost all direction with it. Essentially, had to make it up on their own, and they went with that World's Fair route. Right. Walt passed right, away true. fifty years ago. I'm imagining that the visionary that was Walt Disney, his his vision would have changed. Exactly. His I vision would, would have evolved. And I, and this park needs. A lot of help right now, especially Future World. Yeah, well, especially I think Future World. At the core of Walt's vision, and you wanted a place where adults and children could enjoy attractions together. No one's really enjoying Universal Energy anymore, and they're gonna enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's where point taken, point taken. So I, I'm excited that this is coming. I think it's great. Um, if we're gonna stay over on that side of things right now, let's just talk about Mission Space. All right. Uh, there's going to be an updated orange mission. Oh, in addition to the updated orange mission, there's going to be a, bar- a brand new green mission, Kevin. I'll take us on a stunning <laughs> tour around the Earth with younger cadets joining the adventure for the first time. Uh, it will reopen in August. So I am assuming what that means is a less rough, quote unquote, ride. Well, again, this is a. This was an expensive $65, 70000000 million attraction that they built that had a lot of attention for about uh, 12 minutes. <laughs> exactly, during the opening. And that has so become, like. you know, it's become kind of, you know, And the attention boring. was that it made people sick. Right. So, um, I'm, you know, okay, Green Mission sounds like it's good for me. Um, so I might try it now because I've never tried this attraction yeah, just right. because I am I know what's going to happen. It's not going to end well for me. So. And the Green Mission's a tour around Earth, which is uh, a nice change up from what they normally do. Like, Speak into oh, your yeah. microphone. I want to turn it this way. That's what yeah, we did for Tracy. It was like, point it towards you where you're going to turn your head. Uh, along those lines, adjacent to Mission Space, a new table service restaurant will invite guests to travel high above the Earth for an unforgettable dining experience. This sounds amazing. The new restaurant will be managed by the Patina Restaurant Group and its opening will be announced at a later date. What I thought was cool about this was it's going to be completely immersive and the windows are going to see space. and It's going to feel like you're having dinner in space. And that it's the Patina Group makes me very, very happy. Uh, Tuto Italia uh, is Patina Group. Uh <clears throat> Uh, of most of the restaurants at Downtown Disney in California are Patina Group. You've got uh, Naples, Catal, uh, and um, uh, Tortilla Joe's, all Patina Group restaurants. Excellent, excellent places to eat. So they've got a really, really good track record of opening phenomenal restaurants in conjunction with Disney. Uh, where do we think this is going to go? Somebody was saying that it might be the, they might you know, take over that uh uh, that pavilion we were in above uh, above uh, was a test track. Yeah. Um, no. From the pictures, it looked to me like it was going to go to the left, where the so uh, so uh, so uh, festival so showcase center. Wonders you know, of life. Wonders of life. Yeah, that's what I meant. Is that where you think it's going to go? I thought it was going to be above test track that because it looked like that round. Yeah, it had uh, that's what that's what kind I of feel like me. they would. I feel like they'd have to completely bulldoze Wonders of Life and build a round restaurant if they're going. Everybody's to- okay with that. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, Wonders of Life and Universe of Energy. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> well, you know, then that makes sense because then that's whole that whole P 
piece of the park would be under construction, so you would have sort of this. Yeah, have a space there. That'd be a perfect area for it. Wonders of a life. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, it didn't look so much round to me as it had sort of these curved, interesting roof lines, and that's easy. And Wonders to of do. Life has that already, so I think they can that, keep the same structure. Yeah. All right, China. Uh, Let's I go very, over to world, world Showcase. Very exciting. Uh, an updated film will be added using a next-generation digital camera system to film a brand-new, seamless Circle Vision show for the China Pavilion. And over in France? Crickets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this actually, I've been joking around, this actually has Kevin very excited, Ratatouille. I'm so excited. Uh, My favorite theme park ride ever. Only really? space huh? in the France Pavilion will have the Ratatouille-inspired attraction. We'll take guests on a dazzling chase across the kitchen with the sights, sounds, and smells. Of somebody's restaurant. I don't see 3D well. I saw every bit of this 3D. It was so spectacular. Mm. I'm going to tell you something that I don't usually say. I rode Ratatouille six times. Wow. Well, no, I mean, I know this is obvious. This is from uh, the Hollywood Studios in Paris Mm -hmm. is where this uh, attraction debuted to rave reviews. I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. And I didn't even like the movie. And and quite frankly, you know, I, I... this is one of those instances where I'm okay with them borrowing from other parks. I don't like it when they do it with Disneyland, mm-hmm. or Disneyland does it with us. I think the, those parks should kind of be separate. Be separate. But given the fact that so many people okay, in the yeah. United States will never get to Shanghai, will never get to Paris, uh, bringing some of those attractions here, I think, is is an awesome idea. And this one in particular. Uh, I am really, really excited about this. The thing I would compare it most closely to is uh, probably Spider-Man yeah. in Universal. Picture Spider-Man, but Disney-fied. Right. That's my opinion. There's none of the being chased by... Well, there is kind of... It, it's that similar attraction. It's sort of 3D, live-action kind of stuff. I think, as I said, I got in line six times and went through the uh, the single rider line. I liked it that much. And you're talking about another attraction that will be open in time uh, for the 50th anniversary in 2021. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm very excited. They've got to be doing something big there, too. This takes up a lot of space. Unless they're going to take out everything in France. No, they're oh, doing they this. Um, there's a lot of, there's a space for a whole other pavilion next to uh, France. So depending on where it's, this actually. is going to be a big building. Well, the There's thing, a lot. These these cars move a lot. The other thing too is they can always build the facade and the entrance there and put it backstage, okay. like right. they did with Soren. There's plenty of room back there. There is. is there? Yeah, just looking at the map, uh, you can see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the Magic Kingdom. The this big one. Be, uh, let me go. I'll do the live entertainment theater. That's the big one. Oh, that's the big one. So I'll do Tron first. No. <laughs> I thought they both were big. No, no, no. Tron themed attraction. No, Tron is the big one. I was joking. Oh, my God. Live <laughs> entertainment theater based on the iconic Willis Theater in the 1920s Kansas City where Walt lived after he left Marceline. The new addition to the Magic Kingdom will be located off of Main Street USA and will be an entirely new venue for world-class entertainment. So... What does that mean, off of Main Street? So, originally, I think a lot of people's reaction was that it was replacing the town. Uh, like what I town, yeah, yeah, it looks like it. But now there's speculation that it will actually be behind where the, um, uh, the, by, the bypass is, but back towards um, Tomorrow the Land? Plaza Inn. Gotcha. How it cuts from the plaza in to the front of the park, and that there'll be a, a theater behind, mm. like Tony's. 
But it has a facade. It has a. In the picture was a beautiful facade. Yeah. Maybe they'll so take I'd, out Tony's. Oh, that'd be D. nice. All right. And what do they say is going to go into theater? Just uh, a new show, but they didn't. Porn. Granny porn. Cartoon porn. (laughs) Oh my God, you people are ruining everything. Uh. All right. Also in the Magic Kingdom, a Tron themed attraction. Um, The highest rated attraction at Shanghai Disneyland is coming to Tomorrowland in a new area near Space Mountain. Opening will be announced at a later date. Now, the uh, the speculation originally had been that they were going to get rid of the Tomorrowland Speedway uh, in order to make room for this, but they are not. They are actually uh, building this alongside of it. Um, and, you know, okay, great. We're kind of keeping a classic attraction. I think that could have yeah, really. gone away. Along with Universe of Energy. Well, I, well except that, I, as I pointed out, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway is single-handedly responsible for global warming. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, they're building it, you know, alongside and behind uh, Space, uh, Space Mountain. And it looks like the train, because they're building it over the train tracks, it looks like the train from the artist rendering, that the train tracks actually go underneath this uh, this building, like along with the walkway, Tron. along with the walkway, if you look, the walkway going back to New Fantasyland. If I'm reading that right, that's how it looks. Well, that to was me. my guess. Was were they, were they going to get rid of that little green area it back looks there? Looks like they're yeah. building over it, which is kind of cool. That walkway needs to stay there, and of course, they can't do something with the train. It does mean our train will be down for a while while they build this, but. I'm glad the speedway is staying. I mean, it, you, we talk about the uh, you like you know, huffing the fumes. Well, well that too. Uh, but yeah, Tomorrowland has that smell, that speedway smell. But I think it needs to be updated. I think maybe in the future, let's update this with some you know cool Tesla cars or something sponsored by Tesla. Um, make make it green. But but I'm glad it's staying because you know the uh, our kids like it. We enjoy it. I don't like it, but. Our kids like it. This doesn't go fast enough. <laughs> also, staying that some people worried about was the people mover. It looks like from the artists rendering that the people mover safe as well. So yeah, they can't do anything with the people mover. Yeah. I think they learned their lesson from Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to skip to transportation. Yeah, um, something we knew about, speculating about, talking about for a long time. The Disney Skyliner. Um, this is going to be that gondola system we've been uh, going back and forth on. Now has a name. It will connect Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios to four resorts, Disney's Art of Animation Resort, Disney's Pop Century, and Disney's Caribbean Beach, as well as proposed 15th Disney Vacation Club property, Disney Riviera Resort, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, Opening date for Disney Skyliner will be announced at a later time. In my opinion, they are pretty close. If you go they're out there, working hard on yeah, that. They're working really hard at it. So, and then the other big announcement as far as transportation is starting later this month, the minivan service, point to point transportation service that will help guests get around Walt Disney World Resort in a jiffy. Guests can arrange their own private Disney vehicle right from their smartphone, and a Disney cast member will drive them wherever they want to go around Walt Disney so, World. And this is in fact the Uber service, exactly. quote unquote, that has been speculated about and discussed for. A, a while now, so we'll see how that works out. I think it's cool that they call them minivans. It is cute, and there. Did you see this? Now they're wrapped like mm-hmm. Minnie's dress and a bow. I think it's. Great. I'm going to say this one more time. I'm excited about the Disney stuff that's coming. 
for a long, for a while it's been away from that. It's been Star Wars. I'm excited that this is sort of Disney-fied. It's the Disney that I love. Going back to sort of classic right. characters and stuff. Going on to resorts, mentioned just briefly, Disney's Riviera Resort, the proposed 15th Disney Vacation Club property, will be located near Epcot with a rooftop restaurant that has unbelievable views of nighttime spectaculars at Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Well, there were rumors going around that Disney might build... A part of the Caribbean beach as a vacation club property. I think that's where Riviera is going to go that's over exactly in that it. area. Yep. And that's what they were, that's what they were thinking. Um, so there will be a Disney vacation club property. It's not going to be the Caribbean beach, but it's going to be Caribbean beach adjacent. Um, and what's nice about this is if this is now on that Skyliner, it sort of gives it that sort of vacation club. It's got the cachet. Right. Yeah, that's a good exactly. Word. But the big announcement, the one that broke the internet on Saturday Immersive Star Wars themed hotel, Kevin, uh, will be the most experiential concept ever. Dedicated entirely to the galaxy of Star Wars, guests will have a one of a kind experience where a luxury resort meets a multi day adventure in a galaxy far, far away. And what that means, (laughs) what that means is that apparently when you check into this hotel, uh, you are given a storyline. And. Your stay at the hotel kind of you know, it carries through this storyline. One of the things that oh, dear Ryan, God. <laughs> one of the th- now you may not like it, but I'll tell you what: oh, God, there is an extraordinary sure. amount of interest out there for it, including right here. Yeah. Um, the uh, one of the things Rhino speculated on, and I think he's right. There's a lot of land being cleared uh, in an area behind Art of Animation that backs up to Hollywood Studios. I think that is where they are going to build this, and it's going to enter right into Star Wars Land in the Park to kind of keep that immersive theme going. We're also hearing that uh, much the same way they use virtual portholes uh, on Disney Cruise Line, this resort will have virtual balconies, virtual walls, like Royal Caribbean uses, that instead of having views of the park, you're going to have those space-themed views to kind of keep that entire... You know, they can't have a completely immersive experience and then have you step out and see I-4. I was going to say, um, if, they, if there were real windows there, you're going to see Osceola Parkway. You're yeah. going to see parking at the, the studios. <laughs> so this is all part of a brilliant scheme to and keep you immersed. I, you know, and, and so some other comments that were being made at the convention that I think are well taken is that right now, you know, everybody is just so excited about this until the pricing comes out. And then they're going to be complaining about how they're pricing out the middle class and blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, Just get it through your heads right now. $800 a night for a standard room. And it's going to be like that for a long time. Not including your costume. And it is going to be expensive. They, uh, you know, they're going to yield rates. This is going to be very popular for the first, at least the first four or five years that it's open. It's going to be virtually impossible, no pun intended, to get a, a reservation. There you are going to see this resort fill at a pace and a level not seen before at any other resort anywhere. Is this going to be considered a deluxe? This Absolutely. is a deluxe resort. a deluxe resort. This is another again, deluxe resort. You know, I believe that, you know, Rhino's correct in that you're going to attach right to the park because that's a feature of the Grand California. And that's that's and a that, selling. It's a big selling point. And that's going to be part of the whole 
how they can get that dollar value. It's also going to be on this Skyliner thing because that Skyliner hub is going to be right out there. By I know Sports. that this is going to be popular and that there are millions of people who are going to think this is wonderful. I'll be at the Waldorf. Just I, the only thing I'd say about it, I think a lot of people, too, they're excited about the idea of it right now when it's because they think just, oh, it's a Star Wars hotel. But then if they don't want to get in that live-action role-playing kind of and jump into this immersive story... You know, what, are, have what are you paying? Yeah, but like, what are Why you would paying you say for? But you know, that, so. look, you know what? I would want to go and have the experience and stay in the place. And I don't know that I want to, you know, play play act while I'm there. Um, you know, but so I, I, yeah, that part doesn't necessarily appeal to me. The concept behind it, the execution of it, will appeal to me, uh, considering that it's done well which I think there's no way it's not going to be. I, there's no way Imagineering isn't going to have a field day with this. And the potential for Disney to create a new model of resort, this, nothing like this has been done before. I mean, this is, this is completely groundbreaking. And, and what, they're, what they're proposing to do here, and if it works, and I absolutely think it will, you can expect many future resorts built by Disney that are going to follow this type of 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 format. Wow. Off of that, question for Craig, do you think Universal will respond eventually with a Hogwarts where you stay in Hogwarts? No. Well I feel like that would here be a was good something response. else. I, I want to say one other thing before I address that, and that is we don't want to overlook, we need to mention Disney Cruise Line getting a seventh ship. No one saw that coming. Instead of two new ships coming, they're going to build three. Uh, probably they had leftover parts. And, uh, let's, just, let's just put another ship together. No, I think it's, no, it's the yeah. fact that the euro has dropped so much. Um, Combined that- with demand. Combined with the fact that Disney ships are going out full almost every single sailing. They know that they've got this market. It's going to look like the Millennium Falcon. That's what it's going to look like. But, <laughs> I was going to say it's going to be a Star Wars ship. But... Now, to your question, Steve, and I said this, I said this on Sunday from the, one of the shows we did, and I got some heat for it, and I'm sure I'll get even more for saying this. The competition with these announcements, the competition between Disney and Universal in Orlando is over. It's over, and Disney won. Provided, provided they execute these properly. Provided they don't cut corners on this. There is nothing. Universal can announce that is going to counter this. Nothing. Um, I don't care what theme park they put in. I don't care what they add. I love Universal. I, you know, somebody, one of the comments was, oh, now you're a Disney fanboy. I'm nobody's fanboy. I've been watching this crap play out for 20 years. But I'm telling you right now, I've been pretty accurate, not 100%, but I've been fairly accurate in the predictions I've made and the direction I've said things are going to go. Um, and I'm pretty confident in saying this too i don't say it lightly but to me this feels this announcement feels and i can't use the language that goes through my head when i think about this it feels like disney saying okay you've been nipping at our heels and breathing down our neck for a while now we're effing done with you here if mickey had a middle finger yes this is what it would this is what it would be um and I know Craig disagrees with me on this. I don't think Universal has the intellectual property. I don't think they have the physical property um, to counter 
this, I mean, this is a sheer gross tonnage of content being injected into the parks in the next five years, in addition to what was already announced two years ago at D23 with Star Wars Land and Toy Story Land. I'm sorry. It's game over. I think Universal is going to try. I think Universal is going to put some great stuff out there. I think they're going to add another theme park, a third gate, because Volcano Bay isn't. Um, I think they are going to add a third gate. Um, I think they're going to do amazing things with uh, Super Nintendo World or Super Nintendo Land or whatever the hell they're calling it now. I think they're going to expand on their agreement with J.K. Rowling and and Harry Potter. I think there's some other areas, some other IP they're going to go after. Um, so I'm not saying by any means that Universal is going to go quietly into that good night. But any thought of Universal in the long term genuinely taking large market share away from Disney as it was starting to look like they might is done. They may over the next few years continue to erode and, and bury into Disney's market share. But as these things come online, Disney will quickly recapture that and maybe reclaim even more of it. Um, so this, this was an incredible set of announcements that came out Saturday. Um, and I knew when animation and live action panels didn't have any major stories coming out. I think they're saving that maybe for Comic-Con or something. But um, when they didn't have any major stories coming out, I knew all the juice was going to be in parks and resorts. And sure enough, there it was. Because um, this was, more, I mean, we had covered 10 rumors that we were hearing mm-hmm. uh, going into the weekend um, on Friday. Mm-hmm. And seven of the 10, we, the rumors weren't exactly right, but they were pretty close. Seven of the 10 Hit pretty close to and, the mark, and some of those, and of the other three, I some of them I think still might happen. Well, you know, the the one that everybody was surprised wasn't announced was World Showcase getting Brazil. Uh, it was almost a given that that was going to get announced, um, and I think the reason I think they are going to do that, I think they're going to add two lands, um, and I think the second one will either be Australia or the Philippines, just based on things I've heard, um, but. Uh, I think what they said is, you know what, uh, before we do that, Future World needs the attention. Mm -hmm. So I think once the projects get underway with Future World, then you might see something else at World Showcase. I also think you're going to hear sooner rather than later, we reported on a rumor that we have from multiple sources now, that Journey into Imagination is going to get gutted. Um, It's going to be replaced with Inside Out. Uh, They did not announce that. We didn't even have that on the radar but we got that from two separate separate sources um, that were both pretty well-placed. I have a question. What are they doing to the front of Epcot? Because that was something they were talking about, how now you're, you're redoing your entrance into Epcot where mm-hmm. the ball is. Are they getting rid of the tombstones? Yes. There's, from what we hear, the they're going to get rid of uh, the graveyard, that uh, the leave a legacy um, thing. Um, it looks like the fountain is going to become more like dancing fountains or something along those lines. Put the acrylic sculpture back. Well, yeah. or that. I don't know. But, yeah, they were definitely – I didn't get a chance to dig into that rendering too much. It, it looked a little more lush, like there's going to be a yeah. lot more yeah. foliage there and make it a lot a softer entry. And I think you're going to see all of this done, all of it done by the 50th. I think the 50th anniversary, 2021 – Walt Disney World is going to look in many ways completely different than it does right now. 
This nothing. I have not been this excited about things coming to Disney in a long, long time. Um, this is game changing. These announcements are game changing. And those of you who have watched this show for any length of time know I do not say that lightly. I do not say that lightly. And for me to say that the competition between Universal and Disney just ended in terms of, I mean, they're always going to compete with each other. But in terms of Universal posing a genuine threat to Disney's dominance in this market in the next 20 years, Saturday's announcement just took care of that, in my opinion. So that's that. All right. For the first time in a very long time, I'm excited about these announcements, and I've just made it very clear why. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like there's some classic Disney coming. And it's awesome. And I think, I think they're going to let Imagineering run wild. Um, now, we are quarter after the hour, um, and we are an exhausted group. And I know we did not get to rapid fire, but I don't think there was anything in rapid fire that was I so urgent. One thing that I want to talk pickings. about. Everything's we just I actually about. have something I'd like to mention. But, go ahead. Too, but it'll take me two seconds. If you're interested in going on our Italy Viking cruise in March of 2018, you should act now. Another category sold out. We are now up to uh, the next category available is DV3. The price jumped a little bit now because of the lower categories gone. And there are, at the time of this recording, there were five. Of those rooms left. So that means the, pre- the entry level... Are we level- in 3D? Yes, we're in 3D. <laughs> I am a guardian of the galaxy. Um, <laughs> the, the price is going to jump again in the next couple of days. And I don't mean the price is going up. It just means that the price you're going to have to pay to get on the cruise is going to be higher. So if you're interested, act. All right. I also want to mention 2018 Disneyland bookings. Uh, reservations are now open. That happened today, as well as Alani. So get in there. Um, two discounts. Disneyland has up to 30% on premium rooms and 25% off standard rooms. You can go on our site and find that. And Walt Disney World has an up to 20% off uh, for travel through December 24th, 2017. So there's some deals to be had. So go out there and look for those. All right. All right, that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week. 